Morning dogs. Um, we're back in the game, like always. Um, Jody is in Germany. He's uh, not on the beers yet. How you doing, mate? Driving down with the pensioners. Was it like, did you take the right ferry? Uh, just driving down with my dad, mate. The pensioners are at home. But he's also a pensioner, isn't he? Uh, that is true. Technically, he is a pensioner. Actually, his retirement age is in August, mate. So technically, he's he's not retired uh, just yet. But he, uh, I think, right. I think that he took early retirement though because he has a pretty cushy life. Highs <laughs> <laughs> and lows. I've got a couple of lows, mate. A couple of lows. So first of all, um, I had from the person that I'm staying with out here, which was a massive low. She's German. She, she sometimes listens to our podcast to try and improve her English, and I said. Really? Yeah. And I said, "Who do you? whose English do you find easier to understand, me or Tom? And she said, you. I said, you. That, really? Like, I said, he's not even English. I said, he's Dutch. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> Can you imagine that um, before I started doing a triathlon in 2017, um, I could hardly speak English because I remember um, my whole... Um, my whole study at university, uh, tax law, was in Dutch. Then I did an international master, international tax law. Even the international master was in Dutch, which is actually pretty insane. I've studied in Germany half a year. It was all German, so I do speak German. But then I started doing triathlon in 2017. Met Volker. He's German, but he lived in um, in The Hague, and he worked for IKEA. And I started doing a load of training with him. And while he was German, he was always speaking English. I was speaking German to him. Um, but that was a point in my life that I thought, wow, I'm like in my mid-20s and my English is pretty bad. And now it's better than like mine, really bad. which I don't know if it's much claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> you can speak better English than a bad Englishman. <laughs> but it's more like... Um, um, because you're more from the countryside, isn't it? I mean, I can understand, but I remember when I met, when I just met you, that some of the words or, or, or things you were saying, I just couldn't understand because it was going so fast. Or that's what they I say. A certain accent. They say I always speak fast. I told them that you speak German as well, and they were impressed. They wanted, they, they were hoping that you were going to come out here. They said, "Is Tom coming?" I said, "I don't think." I so. tried to. I had something on Thursday, and I wanted to do. Um, I've planned it months beforehand to do the videos with Pepe, but he was going to Sri Lanka. So, um, yeah, it's a pity. It's a pity. One one of my other lows uh, on the way out here was I was really looking forward to letting letting loose on the autobahns, and it was a nightmare. Traffic, so you couldn't so you couldn't make the most of it. You couldn't go fast. Roadworks, and I was like, ah, oh, that was the one bit of the drive that I was looking forward to. No speed limits, um, seeing what the car can do, taking it for a test. Uh, but in the end, we were stuck doing 70 or 80 miles an hour. It's so about 110, 120 Ks and then traffic jams. Like It was a nightmare, mate. It's um, super busy. You, you literally popped up on the German Autobahn around like, what was it, like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., something like that? Yeah, probably about 11 a.m., but I thought that'd be really quiet, like 11 on a weekday. Mm. No. It, was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Not really. Depends a bit where you're going, but um, all right, all right. But at least you had some time to uh, to spend with your dad. <laughs> How was your first Father's Day then with uh, with Arabelle? Um, 
it didn't really seem any different than a normal day, to be honest. Like, uh, it was the exact Did, the did you get anything from Arabelle? Uh, yeah, I did get something, yeah. Um, she, she, they got me a, a, an, iP- an iPad to take away when I go, so, like, you can watch films and stuff like that, and then the case has got, like, pictures of uh, her, her on it. <laughs> they got you an iPad? Yeah, that was only because my last one was, like, pretty pretty beaten up like the screen's cracked and stuff so they knew i was fucking out talking about starting slow (laughs) imagine what next year is going to be like (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll get dead an ipad for father's day um all righty um so that was father's day that was fine any highs then any highs um or would you say that was the high? Yeah, that was a high. That was a high. I forget when we do the last podcast. Like, it makes me, uh, unless I write stuff down, especially you know what it's like, mate. Now, now I'm in my thirties. Like, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to recall stuff. You know, I can only imagine what it's like for the pensioners, like missing, like wondering whether or not thinking you're going to Calais and ending up in Dunkirk or whatever. You know, uh, I can, I can only <laughs> imagine what I've got to come. <laughs> um, I actually last week on on a. Uh, uh, oh, you've got one of you. Go on in. You actually? Have you? Go on, you go for it. Of course I. So last week, uh, I um, it started to become really hot, like a bit more than a week ago, didn't it? Like really, really hot. Yeah. So um, at some point when I came into my house, into the hallway, I started smelling something like a really light poopish smell, like really light poopish. Um. Something like, was something like the sewers. I was thinking, what is this? But it wasn't really strong. And because I had my windows open and doors open, it didn't really smell that bad or it didn't smell anything or for a while. And then maybe a couple of days after, I smelled it again, like a bit stronger. I smelled it's like poop. And um, I think it was last Monday or Tuesday that I... Uh, I came home. It was late in the evening. I was made. It was like I was standing in the middle of the sewers. You didn't do one of them this. runs where you couldn't make it to the toilet, like did you? Poop. It wasn't on one of them runs. No, I did not. To the toilet. But every t- every time, every time I was thinking like, but didn't I flush the toilet or something? But I couldn't imagine it. But then I went there, all clean. I was thinking, what is this? Next morning, I wake up. It was like my whole bedroom and hallway was filled with poop, like so strong, such a strong smell. And I started looking around and I had this big box with uh, carts and stuff in it that I had to bring away uh, to uh, for recycling. And in that box was a package of opened raw chicken. Oh. It has been in my, it was for like 10 days. Festering in the sun. In my apartment. Oh my god! Holy shit! It smelled like poop. What would be in a better condition? That chicken after ten days in the sun, or you and your current state of fitness doing an Ironman in Kona at the end? What would be what? <laughs> what would be better off? <laughs> I, I think I would be better off. Do you? Mate, that chicken was rank, like absolutely rank. <laughs> but remember like what when Kona when did I when I saw time. it and when I came close. Remember, Kona. I know, I know, but I, I I was gagging when I saw that. I was gagging. I was like, <laughs> oh man, could you imagine? Holy crap! I can't imagine the smell. That must have been horrible. And you thought it was a sewer leak. You know, talking about that sewer leak, that reminds me when we were living in our old house, and our garage was underneath. 
another someone else's like apartment or house or something. And one time, the the sewer line or whatever what takes the sewage out of their toilets somehow must have like broke I don't know how but the point where it broke was in our garage and I remember my dad being there (laughs) and they must have flushed the toilet and all this like shit and everything came flying down and it just missed my dad he had been standing there and he just moved and it came flying and nearly hit him but like could you imagine that someone flushing the toilet and then a load of like poo and wee come like spraying out like it just and it literally happened the point when it happened was just before we were going away to a race I think for four days five days so we're like oh shit you know we've got to go away and uh, the bloody sewer pipe in someone's like thing is like broken um and yeah we just had to hope they fixed it Laura was like disgusting (laughs) Laura was going mental um but yeah, it just reminded me of that. Like, horrible, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that is pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. I've got another low. What's the low? Last um, last week, um, I had like two or three days where I uh, where I felt really weak. Just like like a, I wouldn't say I was sick, but maybe just a bit off. And then um, I had this night where I went to bed and I couldn't sleep for like hours and hours, like literally for, uh, I, I hate them nights. Slept, like three and four I hours. I absolutely hate them. Yeah. <clears throat> Preferably not. Anyway, next morning, wake up and I was like, all right, I'll head over to the swim club for an easy swim. It's a long course pool, just an easy swim, a couple of meters to get the body going, and I rock up and the coach is like 500 meter max and then a 1500 meter max. And I was like, oh shit. Do you reckon I can make up an excuse to uh, to like bottle this one? But then I was like, how worse can it be? Right? I'm a 54. Did you kind I of think to yourself, I wasn't planning on doing so, it, but actually this will kind of, this is good that he's actually said this in a way because I wouldn't do this from my own choice. But if there's a load of people doing it and he's making me do it, exactly. I'm kind of like forced into doing it and I can see where I'm at. I can get a good fitness indication kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, so I was already making up numbers in my head, like, oh, maybe I can. Um, started off with the warm up, and then the fifth, the five hundred. So we, the five hundred wasn't really on. T- well, it was on time, but it was like to take you um, <clears throat> to take get you into the lactate for the fifteen hundred. So the fifteen hundred is more of like a threshold test. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, did the five hundred, and he was saying something like the splits, and he said. You were starting off all right, but the last 100, you were going 138 per 100. He said, you really um, need to start off easier if you can't hold the pace. And I was like, so I said, 138. He said, mate, maybe you need to pay attention to your uh, stopwatch. <laughs> kind of messing around with, uh, with the other uh, people at the pool. So anyway, I did the 1500. And while I was swimming and was coming in at the first 100, I was looking at the clock and I saw 134. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God. He was probably all right with that 138. <laughs> and I felt so weak, mate. I felt so weak. I couldn't even push through. And after 600 meters in, I couldn't even, like, finish the, the push phase. I had nothing in the tank. And I was like, I don't even know if I can finish this. I don't even know if I can finish this. <laughs> finished it in the end, but it was something like 23 or 24 minutes. Oh, God. Minutes. It was embarrassingly slow. And for a 54-minute Ironman um, swimmer, yeah. That, that is not acceptable, is it? For a 54-minute Ironman swimmer, 
That's that's not that's definitely not that's definitely that's maybe a one of four or something. Did it feel, I don't even know what it is. Did it feel like the equivalent of like battling away at the end of an Iron Man? You know when you like smash at the end of an Iron Man and you're like, oh fuck, I'm running so pathetic. But it no, it was hard. worse. It was worse than that. It was worse. Oh god, it was worse because um, I could breathe through my nose. I couldn't get my heart rate up, and I couldn't finish any bit of the stroke. So I was literally not going anywhere. Um, in, in an Ironman, it just starts to hurt a little bit, but you get your heart rate up really high. If you ask me, mate, fresh. you deserve an award for the courage you showed in getting through that. Fucking admiral. Like, really, yeah. really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I, would have about the, um, I would have bailed after 300. Yeah, <laughs> would you? <laughs> you know what I'm like. Yeah, but but I thought, I, I in, in my head, I was like, at least it's like a nice long aerobic session. Yeah. It's something. Mate, with that mental, yeah. with that mental fortitude, mate, this year's your year. I can tell. I, you know, what I'm like in swimming after 300 meters if I'm not feeling it, right? Sauna. <laughs> it's a good job you don't have a bad yeah. impact like me there. <laughs> I'd have been like, mate, let's just uh, let's let's let, let's just bail. It's not our day. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> in my head, I was already making up excuses like, what can I say to build this swim? What can I say to stop after 600 meters or? Anyway, it's what it is. Hey, um, you're not in, in Roth? I'm just outside of Roth, mate. I'm like 15, 20 kilometers away, um, just to the south, like in the country. It's actually like really peaceful. Like first time when uh, I was here, I was thinking, oh God, like, you know, I'm right out of the way. It's going to be a nightmare having to drive in because you have to do loads of commitments all the time, like in the lead up. Um, so you're kind of like mm-hmm. in the car a lot. But actually, I really like being out here. It's like quite relaxing, uh, peaceful. For cycling and running, it's great. You're literally straight out the door into some really nice like roads as well. Um, I did actually do a recce of the course. And um, I have to say, I saw your little post taking the piss uh, on Instagram. And uh, I think you might be right about this. So this was... I think you might be right, mate. This, I, uh, uh, what were you going to say? I'll quickly read the post. So people that... Um... So I wrote a letter to um, Challenge Roth and Felix. The uh, he's the owner, right? The race director. The race owner, yeah. So I said we're all looking. So I said we're all looking forward to an awesome race in Roth with a fair and equal level playing field. With regards to that, I've got a request that I would like to take you to consideration. Would you be able to sort a boy out with a lead motorbike? Now this is not because he needs the unfair advantage, but because he tends to ride off course very often. He's not the youngest one anymore, and his mind gets foggy on where to go during the race. It's correct, right? It, yeah, it's totally correct, yeah. I hope I hope to hear from you. Kind regards to most night. Well, That's what I posted. I did a recce yesterday at the bike course. We started off um, near where the transition is, transition to, to uh, not actually on the road, but like near there. So we end up anyway heading out. I had the GPX file. I was riding with another guy to the race. He sent me the GPX file. We're following it, and um, after 20 k's, where do we flip and end back? Fucking transition two, don't we? Right back at transition. And I said, yeah. I said the flipping GPX has taken us back to transition. So, like, somehow we got on the course, and it obviously thought, oh, they've got on the course, like, at whatever, like halfway through the second lap, they must have thought. And it bloody took us back to the start instead of actually joining the course and taking us through to, like, you know, one whole lap. So then we end up doing a lap, end up being like nearly 110 Ks um, in the end. Bloody nightmare. Boiling hot, 32 degrees Celsius. I was absolutely roasting, mate. Um, 
Yeah, couldn't believe it. Like, lost again. Lost in Germany. Wow. Would you say um, that ride gave you confidence for the race? As in, I know where to go? Um, no. Because uh, you can push 500 watts for four hours, but um, <laughs> if, if you, you ride off course. If you're doing it off course, you ride like going in the wrong 30 direction. 30k is another way. Yeah. Um, then it doesn't make any sense. It, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it gave me confidence that I would know where to go like without uh, following it. There are signs out. Hopefully there'll be people like... <laughs> Oh. What's that? Your bed, t- your wake-up time, right? That was what time you planned on getting up, like ten forty-five a.m. Now, does um, I quickly need to put some more? Uh, uh, all right, now it's before my moving my my car because I need to pay for parking. City life, mate. It's not like Hengelo, is it? Where you can park anywhere and uh, big city life. Leave it there all day. Exactly. No, it's a flipping nightmare. Anyway, going in. Yeah, I wouldn't say um, it's given me 100% confidence that I'd know where you, to go, but um, I'll have the GPX file on there I, uh, on race there. <laughs> do you feel Do you feel pressure about knowing the course now? No, nah, mate. Like, oh, shoot. I, I really need to know where to go. I'm not a 54-minute Ironman swimmer, so I'll have plenty of people in front to follow. <laughs> There'll be a whole line of people. <laughs> or just, you could say... If, yeah. if I was a 46-minute yeah. Ironman... I mean, as a 54, you're probably... As a 54, you're, you're a couple of minutes back, so you can't see anyone cycling. So there's a bigger chance of getting lost than when you're a 51 or 50 minutes swimmer. <laughs> or 49. 49, that'd be living the dream, wouldn't it, that would? So... That will be living the dream. I was reading some of the um, the rules for the race. They were saying... Um, aeropharynx are not allowed as well as putting a bottle down your uh, your tri-suit or a, yeah, one of these uh, water pouches yeah taking away all What's the, the update taking away all the advantages apparently that is the that is the rules um, we've got a briefing later today so I'll find out more but I've taken the uh, bottle thing off the bike anyway so I haven't even brought it with me so um, I won't even bother with, with that um, and to be honest I didn't bring a camel mm-hmm. back after they after they said that, um, so I guess they're probably going to stick stick to it. But um, the weird thing is, they've let you have illegal run shoes, which is allowed. So Patrick Lang can use the fifty millimeter Adidas Adidas uh, run shoes, which are normally banned in all Ironman events and uh, um, running races. Are they banned in non Ironman events? Uh, or in Ironman? Yeah, events? yeah, they're banned now this year in Ironman events. They're illegal. But like in this race, for some reason... Oh, that's strange. Why Why then? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? All right. So you can't put a camera back down your top, but you can use illegal run shoes, which are illegal in like all IAF and uh, Ironman run races. But if I was German... Are you going to ask why Why that is? It's German, mate. It's, it's German, isn't it? If I was German, I'd be allowed a, a camel back and, and bottles. But that's the nature of the beast, mate. Home advantage. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like when you play a football match at home, isn't it? You know, you get the crowd support, don't you? You know, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just life, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Um, all right. So, uh, but would you say there's a bigger chance of you riding the correct course because all the fairing bottles around your head are gone? <laughs> my line of vision. The room is what I've heard. My Rooms. line of vision is going to be like, I've, like, like I've not experienced in over a year, isn't it? It's going to be like, oh, wow. I, 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 usually, I used to think it was so dark wow. right, during the day because it blocked the light, but now I can see. <laughs> now, what's the, um, 
looking at looking at uh, Challenge Roth, what's the um, at, at first? How's the atmosphere? I asked you this question yesterday. Um, I haven't really uh, noticed the, the atmosphere, atmosphere because like in, in the race week. Well, I'm like 20, 15, 20 k's away. So obviously here where I'm staying, you don't really notice it. And I only got in the night before. And then yesterday came in, did a bike ride. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really uh, seen it too much. But today I've got to go and do this thing with poker at like 11 o'clock, well, half 11. Um, and I'll see people there and I'll get an indication of what it's like. Um, but I think it will probably be pretty good today. But yesterday it was fairly similar to like a normal race. But the expo here is absolutely huge. Like I had to do something with breakfast with Bob. And it's massive, you know, there's probably like 60 different stools or whatever, you know, and everything free, yeah, free yeah. like the thing later today, what we're doing with Hokey, you get free smoothies and free stuff. Like you don't normally get that, do you? That stuff. Um, have you been no, to definitely not. before or been here? No, no, no. I want to do that race one time. Oh yeah. This would be a good one. Is that, uh, speaking of, did Bob this time sort you out with breakfast? No, mate. And I was—I uh, could have done with that as well because we had the press thing at like... Uh, Why does he keep teasing athletes with breakfast with Bob? I know. You don't even get a coffee, mate. And the only thing is to get his questions. Get questions, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, it should be not... Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be calling it breakfast with Bob. You don't get breakfast with Bob, should you? You know, if, if you did that in, in I know. America... It's like teasing. It's teasing. You'd get a lawsuit yeah. in America for false advertisement, wouldn't you? You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't get how how he gets away with that year in year out. Maybe that's what you need to do. You get some guests on the show. Breakfast with Tom. <laughs> no <Nah>. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and uh, um, so the expo is huge. Yeah, did you meet some dogs? Dogs. Um, I've met a few people that follow the podcast, um, yesterday actually while I was, but today will probably be the main thing because that's when like I've got to properly head in because yesterday I didn't really head in. So I didn't, I literally just did the, the press thing and then went out uh, for a bike ride and then obviously did the thing with breakfast with Bob. So I wasn't really yeah. around, but today it will probably be where you'll see a lot more people. Yeah. Roth is a really, really nice, uh, area. In the uh, in Bayern, Bayern. Would you um, would you want to talk about the race? Yeah, yeah. Dynamics, planning out. How, how you want to? How you want your race to plan out? Yeah, yeah. I'll go for it. Go on. Who are the big favourites? Who should all still go to the doctor and uh, um, and hope they're fit for race day? Yeah, go and ask us some uh, some questions then. All right. Let's start off with. Um, who do you think are the big rivals on race day? Well, obviously you can't rule anyone out, but um, the big ones. I think the favourite probably going into the race is probably Magnus Ditlev, isn't it? If he won it last year and was third place, yeah, like he's probably the favourite. And then I think the next guys. Well, I think to be honest, there's like quite a few guys that could win it, like you said. But you've probably got um, mm-hmm. Ben Canoe. He's going to be up there. Uh, fast swimmer as well, Daniel Beckard, um, Sam Laidlow, second at, at Kona. Um, if he's uh, sorted his um, liver problems or gut problems or whatever it was, he said. Um, out and uh, the Polish guy, Will Kowicki, he's not actually a known person, but he was second, I think, at Ironman Texas and he runs low 240s yeah. or under 240, but he 
runs, he swims at the front as well. Like he'll be out with Daniel and um, Ben Canute. So if he's there or thereabouts on the run, mm -hmm. he's going to be up there. You've got Patrick Langer as well. He's going to have to be in contention starting the run. You know, if he obviously wanted to win, yeah. like he needs to be within five minutes, really. Um, and then there are a lot of other people. Uh, I think you're Bradley Weiss, who we know. He's kind of yeah. like solid all round, yeah. isn't he? I wouldn't say he's got like one really strong bit part, but he's like not really got a weakness. So he'll be there or thereabouts. There's a, an unknown Dutch guy, Tristan Olay. Um, he's like, uh, he probably swims up and around with you. Yeah. Um, he's an absolute weapon on the bike. Oh, and, right. um, and he's a great runner too. He came in fourth at the ITU uh, Long Distance World Champs. All right. Well, that's handy then. So hopefully I could have someone on the bike then to, uh, in Ibiza. to, to yeah. work, to work with. Uh, so yeah, there's people like him then who you said yeah. aren't really, the media aren't really talking about who can do really well. I think there's going to be some facts, some surprises. I think there'll be a couple of people up there on the podium or, you know, certainly top five who weren't talked about at all before the race, mm -hmm. because there always is. And there's always some people who are massively talked about that have a bad race. So, um, But I think it's going to be a really open, mm -hmm. you know, um, hopefully the motorbikes won't have an impact because in the past, I think that's what spoiled the race. You know, it's been like, get out the swim at the front, get the motorbikes that like pull you along. And then it's a fight between whoever's left at the end of the bike. So hopefully we'll get a fair race this year. Yeah. And um, I think if it's a fair mm -hmm. race, it's going to be very close and, you know. What do you think of your own form? Well, in, confidence in form in train, uh, like in training, it's been going really well. But obviously, I haven't really had any decent mm -hmm. results leading into the race. But um, from what I've seen in training, it looks to be pretty decent and um, better than what I've lined up in Roth before in the past, and probably better than what I've done going into most other Ironmans. Um, some of the sessions that I've hit and the powers and stuff like that. So it should be good as um, as long as I feel good on race day and I can can execute it so i should do a better performance than what i have done in the past um but you don't know how everyone else is going i mean everyone's hiding their numbers no. now aren't they tom <laughs> they are we're going to talk about that a little bit later um and that's also the annoying thing like on race day everything just needs to plan out you know everything just needs to work and you can train as hard as you want and you can prepare as well as you want but Things just need to work out, you know. And um, well, they didn't work out for you in the first two races. Um, I think uh, just start off with um, recce that course. That's something you can have in control, but some things you can't have in your control, you know. Um, that's uh, like form on the day, and like if it if it if it changes one percent, that's of course a massive outcome, isn't it? Yeah, but hopefully I'll feel good on the day and uh, do a decent result. If I feel good on the day, I'm pretty confident I can be. Uh, be up there at the pointy end so um that's like like you say you can't really uh you can just do the best you can in the, in the lead up can't you and then on the on the day you've just got to hope that your legs feel really good and you're on one of them really good days where everything feels easy so um yeah hopefully that will happen mm -hmm. all right so, i mean we can talk for hours and hours about uh, the race and rough but in the end we'll um we'll see it on on sunday and then we can do a a broad debrief after the it's, race it's all speculation isn't it Tom? um it's, it's all speculation isn't it talking about the race beforehand it's all it's all speculation it's all speculation and in the end um um what happens on the day happens on the day and then we recap that next week yeah 
on Monday or Sunday. Uh, yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday. Also, I just want to say um, I'm going to do a beer anyway. on Monday. So contact me. I'm going to put details out. There's definitely going to be 100%, probably about 3, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Hey, Triathlon Mockery Beer Mile? Triathlon Mockery Beer Mile. I've been second twice, runner-up twice, and I'm looking to take that one step further this this year, this uh, this race, and move up the podium to first. If you had to go hat-to-hat versus Patrick Lang in a beer mile in Lederhosen, will you think you can take it? 100%. He drinks fucking alcohol-free, mate. How's he going to cope yeah. with 5-6% uh, beer? You know, like... There's no way. We're yeah, not. I think that's going to kill him. Yeah. He, he's probably mega fast on the run, but I reckon he sips the drinks down. It's what I reckon. He's more of like a wine a 16 drinker. 16-year-old that bet, gets his first beer. Yeah, he's more yeah. of a red wine drinker. Yeah. Sit down, take your time, drink it. Yeah. And also he's small, so the alcohol is going to affect him more. So by the time he gets onto the last one, he's not even going to be running straight, is he? He's going to be running left, right, left, right, off course, GPX farming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's... Um, He's got the 50 millimeter stack height though on his run shoes. Yeah, that's true. So it's going to be a close battle. That's true. I'd like to see that. Anyway, Jody, I've got a bullshit buster, a massive bullshit buster. And I saw this because a certain professional athlete was doing this. And I thought, this is a bullshit buster. Can I say who it is? Well, what have I done now? What have I done now? Like, no, what have you seen in my... not you. All oh, right. Um... So anyway, the bullshit buster is seeing how many and how big kind of watts you are riding on the bike, but then you're hiding the watts on Strava. But in the in the comment section of the Strava post, you post like, all right, 30 minutes at 400 watts and 20 minutes as dead and blah, blah, like big, big watts. Why would you hide the numbers if you're saying what you're doing? So what do you mean? This person is saying they're doing, say, 30-minute effort and then they're saying what the watts are, but they've hid it deliberately on Strava so you can't see what power they're doing. Yeah. Well, how do you know it's accurate so, then? Um, on Strava, for example, on Strava, for example, it said something like, big ride and then in the description of that big ride it would say uh, beautiful ride we did three efforts two to 20 minutes at 400 watts and then 30 minutes at that and thinking if you did all that why would you hide it yeah uh, why would you even say what you've done if you're hiding it like so surely you wouldn't even say anything you just upload it as a run you know or what sorry upload it as a bike ride yeah. and just not even say it but like yeah i think that's totally lying that's like me saying oh, i just got the com just got the com on a climb and then having the Strava and then someone saying, well, where's the Strava file of it? I mean, it's uploaded as private, but trust me, I got the com on Alpe d'Huez, 35 minutes, took 60 seconds off it. You know, it's like, is it actually true? And if it yeah. isn't true, why are you hiding the power? Who was it? Are we going to name and shame them? Yes, the big Mets. The big Mets. big Mets. Fucking hell, I can't believe the big Mets. The big Mets. That. The, yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah. I was like, mate, you became big. You became a big athlete, not only in, in height, but also an athlete because he was an influencer. He was a YouTuber, not because of his results. He's a massive YouTuber. And I'm thinking people love to see your data and they love what, what you shared along your journey. And then he starts hiding bits of it and I'm thinking, this is what people want to see. <laughs> this is the raw bit of the athlete, you know? Everyone that's listening to this podcast is thinking, yes, Tommy is not a 54-minute Ironman swimmer. He's a 138 in a long-course pool swimmer. 
because we show them the highs and the lows, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can't always shout the big watts if you also have the medium watts days, you know? Yeah. So I had a really embarrassing slow 1500 meter, but then also the other day, maybe I've had an awesome swim, but you show the highs and the lows, you know, it's, it's important to share all the bits of the journey. And so I think the, the big Mets needs to stop being insecure, believe in his own, own abilities and either hide the watts and hide it everything, but then don't talk about it or talk about it and show it. <laughs> and if it's big or not big, we we all support his journey. You can't you know? call yourself the big Mets and then hide it, can you? Like you know, the big. You're, you're saying no. you're, you're big, bigger. You know, it should just called the Mets. No. Um. You know what? Yeah. His YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> his YouTube. <laughs> the Mets. The Mets. <laughs> We're going to call him the Mets until he comes back into uh, <laughs> just Mets. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you've got around that, you've got around that title. Um. But we he's uh, his YouTube game suffered, hasn't it, man? Like he's not put any out for ages, has he? He was big on it before because you and him were gonna you were gonna take him on at a race. Was I right in thinking it was gonna be Ironman Wales, you versus the big Mets and some other influencers, battle of the influencers? I think it was only I think it was only uh, only me saying that he never committed to any of that. Well, if they're scared, mate, but, they're scared. Like you know, you're not a fifty-four. That is true. Him. That's true. So technically, technically. I won the race. Yeah. Well, you didn't show up as well, did you? For, versus, versus the Mets. <laughs> it's a draw. But, you, um, the- yeah, he, he it's, <laughs> it's a draw. <laughs> his, um, his YouTube game suffered. That's true. Um, he's focusing solely now on on uh, on uh, triathlon. Uh, I must say, he did um, he did jump uh, his uh, performance uh, over the last two years. Like he's uh, definitely made a big step, but. I would say uh, hiding the power is a bullshit buster. Massive bullshit buster, especially if you're going to say what that you've hit some big numbers. It's like you get exactly. people that post up on Instagram. They post a picture of a session, say PB session today, just did whatever, some minute efforts or whatever. You know, They say what the session was, but then they don't say the paces or power. I always ask them, though, yeah, because I can't help it. I want to know if you've yeah, that. Of course. You know, I love the data. Of course. A lot of people do. Yeah, great. Best session in the pool today. Uh, absolutely awesome. What times did you hit? Come on, show us the numbers. We uh, That's what people want to know. The juice. I the saw juice. Ben Canute did a smoking session. Already, oh, mate. He's been posting up what he did. 10, 10 100s. I was impressed. I said to him, I saw him at the press thing and I said, fucking hell, that's when I said what you did was quick. 10 100s. First two off 130. Second six off 115. This is long course pool. Last two off 110. And he hit his first 100, 62, 64, and all the rest were like 68 and 69s. <laughs> how, how, how much money would you pay for, for like swim skills like that? Fucking hell, could you imagine? I'd be a weapon if I could swim like that. Like, I said to him, was that a really good session or was that just an average? Um, what did he say? He said, well, I don't normally swim long course that often, but that was, that was about where I'd hope to be. <laughs> Said fucking hell. And um, what what do you reckon? Uh, is it because of his gym dodgy tra- gym training routine, or just uh, because he started swimming really early? I heard it was because of the alcohol-free beer. Hmm. All right. <laughs> now, well, here's maybe, a beer. Um, speaking of, I've had an alcohol-free beer, beer last week. Here's a normal beer drinker. It must be the normal stuff. Like I've seen him. I've seen oh, him on the beers. Probably, I've seen probably. him on the beers. Anyway, Jody, um, 
I think all I can say for now is um, I wish you all the best for race day and try to keep your hair head clear and um, just look at the arrows on the road if you're if you're in doubt um bear left. have a great race if in doubt bear left. smash it mate you reckon <laughs> um i don't know i don't know thanks for listening everyone and um yeah we'll be back with a podcast after the race uh, with a little debrief i think that's about right isn't it yeah yeah i'll come back after we'll catch you later All right, see you, mate. Good luck. Cheers. See you later. Bye.